I'm Michael Fox, the publisher of the Prospector News, and this show is syndicated exclusively on Kitco.com. Joining me, I have the mercenary geologist and good friend, Mickey Falp. Well, it's good to have you, Mike. You're sitting in for the summer as Chris takes a really long road trip. I think he's uh, uh, could be back in the fall but basically on a road trip sabbatical. Yeah, Chris has a very, very large family and they're spread out all over the country. So it, uh, as he uh, moves between uh, kids and grandkids, uh, uh, he's gonna log quite a few miles in the, uh, in the old motorhome. Uh, the only thing he doesn't have with him is Chevy Chase and that's the way it goes. But- Well, he you know, doesn't have a station wagon either, so. No, that's true, but you know, and an extension of that, you know, we're kind of in that endless summer. We've been dealing with the summer doldrums here in the in the markets, particularly in the commodities. So, uh, what what happened this week, Mick? Well, the dollar was down, so we saw the usual inverse correlation with gold. Gold was up, closed six bucks, up to nineteen twenty-five. Silver had a very nice week, closed at twenty-three oh seven up 1.4%. It's gained back 3% of the 7% it lost two weeks ago. Platinum at 912, up nine bucks. Even palladium, which had lost 14% over the last two weeks and reached a four and a half year low, remains at that four and a half year low, but it closed at 1222, up 18 bucks on the week. Yeah, it's, uh good to see some movement in the markets. All these commodities have just been stuck in a box. What happened with the copper and the industrial metals? Copper was up three cents on the week, although the forward curve I checked this afternoon uh, is flat out to four months. So the speculators are certainly not on board with uh, long contracts, probably up because of low inventories. Uh, which are outweighing ongoing recession fears, at least by those who game the futures and options markets. Yeah, you know what? There's some warning bells that were rang this week by Robert Friedland, uh, suggesting that the uh, supply end of the cropper is a lot more short than people are giving it credit for. So, um, you know, I guess we're warned and uh, we might see these copper prices move further. Well, he's not the only one who's been saying that for quite some time, so uh, he could be the loudest voice out there, no doubt. No doubt. Um, moving past those commodities, let's uh, let's talk energy. WTI had a very good week. Uh, the Saudis announced that they were going to continue their production cuts of a million barrels a day. Uh, through July and August. The Russians announced they're going to cut a half a million in August. And the hedgies uh, are, didn't quite believe it. Uh, they're uh, fewer longs than they have been in 10 years. But nevertheless, oil did quite well, closed at 73.65, up 4.5%. Go through the numbers, rigs plus six. But that was all in gas wells, uh, total wells in the U.S., plus 11 for the week, 
oil rigs down five. I'm not sure how to explain that, but uh, it is what it is. Production up 200,000 barrels to once again hit that post-pandemic high, 12.4 million barrels a day. That's still 800,000 barrels less than the peak uh, when Trump was in office pre-pandemic. Inventories down 1.5 million barrels. That certainly contributed to a rising oil price. Imports surged this week up almost half a million barrels to 7.0 million per day. And refineries lost a tad, closed at 16.3 million barrels a day. Uh, but that's still pretty high, especially this time in the summer. Uh, one of the uh, things we always like to talk about, and you'll realize this after you do a few shows, is a couple of factoids from the oil patch, and we got one this week. The U.S. For Fish and Wildlife Service uh, goes after frack sands in West Texas and eastern New Mexico, which is the Permian Basin and accounts for nearly 50% of U.S. oil production, uh, all because of a endangered lizard. And so the old Biden administration, as I like to call it, continues its war on fossil fuels. Yeah, well, those, those little lizards get in the way. Uh, you know, I, I, I've been to Texas, I've been to Arizona, there's lizards everywhere. I don't see where they're that endangered. Yeah, it's some kind of special desert lizard that only occurs uh, in the oil patch of West Texas and southeastern New Mexico, evidently. I see. Uh, what's happening in the uranium markets? Uranium is basically flat. You know, it hit over 57 bucks a pound here about a month ago, and it's come off from that. Close at 55.75, up 12 cents on the week. Not to be, uh, not unexpected, I should say, during the summer doldrums. Yeah, well, uh, I I think what's going to happen with uranium is when some of these new reactors start to come online, then you're going to start to really see the the price of uranium uh, start to, to move in the uh, in a positive direction. Taking a look forward, the Fed policy and uh, the jobs numbers came out in the week and everyone had a bit of a panic. Uh, what did that do to the money markets? Well, the dollar was down on the week, six tenths of percent. We've already talked about that. Euro, of course, which comprises 50 Six percent of DXY was up, up about the same percentage to 1.097. Looney lost 17 basis points to close at 75.33. Uh, the real news, I think, was that beside the fact that the dollar was weaker, was the U.S. Treasury soared this week. Ten-year Treasury. Uh, back up over 4%, 25 basis point gain. That's a big jump to 4.06%. Uh, part of this had to do with US PMI numbers. 
uh, but also Fed comments, more rate rises uh, in the future, according to Powell, and the inverted yield gets bigger and bigger. It was well over 100 basis points. It was at 96 basis points today. These are historic highs we haven't seen in uh, plus 40 years. Now, the the red lights keeps flashing, the recession's on its way. I start to think that we might already be in that recession. The markets themselves were flat in the early part of the week, and then the jobs numbers came out, and although they looked positive, um, they, they caused the markets to throw a tantrum, didn't they? Well, I'm not sure the jobs look positive. Uh, there was conflicting data there. It all started this week. Now, bear in mind, we had a short week. So U.S. PMIs came out on Monday, and the manufacturing PMI was horrible once again at 46. Uh, and not only that, the Eurozone PMI numbers at 43.4. So, you know, I've been saying for a couple of years now, since Trevor Hall hosted this <laughs> interviewed on this uh, uh, program. So uh, the, you know, we are in a recession and the, uh, this is followed up by uh, very disappointing job numbers. ADP came out yesterday with double the amount of jobs added that the US government Bureau of Labor Statistics came out with today, and if you looked in those BLS numbers, uh, there's a lot of fluff built into that. So they revised uh, the previous two months' numbers down. So this 209,000 jobs added uh, came out before they revised uh, April and May numbers down. So it was a pittance and a rise. more rate hikes coming, according to the omnipotent Fed Chairman Powell. And the markets did not react well to that today. We had a couple of down days. 10 million jobs uh, are going unfilled. And there's really a reason, easy reason to understand that with all this free money. 37% of able-bodied Americans of job age which is what, uh, 18 to 65, I guess, don't work. They live off free for government checks. So, uh, uh, you know, that leads to a couple of themes here. Number one would be uh, our regular Rolling Stone theme song and it's Hold Back. And that comes from the 86 album, Dirty Work, and it is a very angry song. And a lot of that has to do with, I think, the middle class here and their their frustration with the so-called O-Bidenomics. Lots of Pinocchios for Joe Biden on that, so. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the, the numbers keep, coming out and I keep looking at them and going like the base numbers look okay but when you get into the compost heap you're finding a lot of garbage there so I I I look at it and I just shake my head going like we're we're in trouble yep stagflation is upon us 
Yeah, true that. Given the uh, the state of play this week, it was pretty lackluster. As I said earlier in the week, it was flat. And then that uh, temper tantrum uh, happened yesterday on Thursday. Things look pretty good today. And then the markets took another tail uh, downturn at the at the close. How did the markets look over the week? Yeah, so I think that late downturn is when people really uh, were able to dive into the job numbers today. Dow closed at 33,735, down two percent on the week. Nasdaq uh, was down a little less than a percent, closed at 13,661, and S&P 500 on low volatility with a VIX at 14.8. Closed down 1.1% at 43.99. Yeah, and the commodity heavy TSXV, given the commodities were up, what happened there? Well, volumes were down once again. Now, it was a, a short week, both in Vancouver and the U.S., um, but volumes below 15 million, around 14 million shares per day, and uh, the TSXV dropped six points again in that low 600 range close at 615 and it's just been treading water in the kiddie pool for much longer than all summer try all year today yeah i know you have a penchant for the uh for the rolling stones but you know i'm looking at this it's kind of to me it's like a beach boys theme we're having an endless summer and the summer doldrums are with us this is true summertime blues to pull up an old eddie cochran song covered by uh blue cheer in heavy metal fashion true that the who did a pretty good cover of that as well so looking forward to next week, what's on the agenda and where, where do we see things going? Well, the big one's going to be June CPIs. And certainly we, the markets, I think, for uh, expect inflation to go down nominally. We'll see what that happens, if that really happens. Bank of Canada uh, expected to have a rate rise uh, midweek. We've got the producer price index, which is a major of inflation itself wholesale prices and on Friday the all important or watch closely University of Michigan consumer sentiment numbers uh, we're going to watch to see if gold can hold support at 1900 in this era of Obidenomics when what do you think will happen with the dollar if we see inflation start to tick up again well <laughs> Generally, if inflation is going up, the dollar is probably going down again. So, well, if given this week's inverse relationship, maybe that'll end up being good for commodities. But I guess we'll have to see. The poll question: What's the poll question this week? Okay, so I don't know if you saw the news, but I saw it this morning, as reported on Kitco. Uh, the BRICS have proposed a gold-backed currency uh, in August, to be launched in August. And the question will is, will the BRICS gold-backed currency ever rival the U.S. dollar, which is the world's reserve currency? And your, your options are, nope, 
a preposterous idea. Second choice, yep, and much needed. And the third question is other, and you can give us your comments uh, in with a reply to Twitter. And where do you land on that uh, on that question, Mick? <laughs> Number one, a preposterous idea. Lots of reasons for that. Yeah, I, I would fit into that, but I'd also click that other box. The thing I can't figure out with the BRICS, that you have a number of nations that historically hate each other. How are they going to work together for very long? <laughs> well, it's like when o Oasis goes back out <laughs> on tour, you know the brothers are going to get into a fist fight. It's just a question of when. Yeah, Chinese and Russians. There are no love lost there for sure. No. Um, so this is uh, this has been fun. I look forward to working with you again next week, and uh, you know, hopefully, uh, we continue on with our endless summer and. Uh, we go from there. All right, Mike. Thanks a lot. Talk to you next week. Metals, Money, and Markets Weekly is syndicated exclusively by our friends at Kitco.com. To keep up with Mickey Folk, visit him online at MercenaryGeologist.com and on Twitter under at MercenaryGeo. Yours truly, Chris Temple, can be found at NationalInvestor.com and on Twitter, it's at Nat Investor. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back with you again next week.